take out the vital organs and you burn all that stuff. And that takes care of the problem. You are now listening to From the Pit. It's killing a lot of people. And welcome to another episode of From the Pit. Uh, I have nothing. It's a show. It's about metal and hardcore. And we're going to talk about that shit. I'm Phil. With me is Frank. You. And Mike. You. And Sam. Howdy. And, uh, yeah, that's it. That's, that's what we're going to do. Fthepit.com, <laughs> patreon.com slash from the pit. Mike. You. All right, Tom. Play that music. <laughs> I was like, oh yeah, getting us fired up right away. It's uh, certainly got a lot of hardcore influence creeping in. Yeah, you know, it's uh, it, I worry when I see fucking uh, Doom or Sludge in the tags because I mean, we've had the discussion a million times that, yeah, if not done right, it can be very fucking boring. Uh, and I well, think it's just it, like all, all I can think of whenever I see Sludge is like. I know this isn't going to sound anything like good sludge because in my mind, like good sludge basically consists of like iron monkey and nooth crush. And that's yeah, like that, that I, that's, that's what it is, but it's, it's pretty much never that. I think, uh, I think a good heavy hardcore leaning really fucking uh, helps to balance that. I mean, I, I really dig this. I mean, I feel like I'd have to, I don't know. I think I would have to spend more time with this because I wasn't, I wasn't super impressed 
by what I heard. But again, maybe that's just a result of me not hearing enough. Who knows? Maybe I'll go listen that's to fair. more and see what I think. Hey, out, out, bitch. This is a little see. two track from um, Holy Death. Uh, this is from Kevin. He was trying to tickle the sensibilities of uh, me and Phil here. I think you got it. I mean, I like this. Yeah, Kevin is um, Kevin. Kevin's grown to be a, a valued member of the uh, the small uh, from the pit community. We love him. Thank you, Kevin. We love uh, we love everything that you do. I kind of just want to hang out with this cat mm-hmm. and massage his beard. <laughs> oh fuck! Beautiful. That's so rom- <laughs> that's so romantic. I know. <laughs> um. We'll get on out there. Check out holydeathdoom.bandcamp.com. There's that little uh, Doom reference we were talking about. That also made me a little bit nervous at first, but now this I feel like this kept the energy up enough. Oh yeah, yeah. Like I said, what did you say this was, Mike? A two a two track? Yes. Yeah, maybe I'll go listen to the other one. See what I see what I see. Yeah, I think they have some more shit on there too. So. All right. Yeah, Maybe up. I will be nice and, and give this band a fair shot. Well, this was released April uh, 29th this year. They're from California. Oh. Go peep that shit. All right. Next up, this is going to be from Discordia. Um, it's going to be off the album Triptych. I was drawn to this because Discordia... Sh- Probably a reference to the Dark Tower, one of my favorite books, but I, I, I can't be sure. The music kept me though, and we're gonna we're gonna take a little bit of a listen to Minds of Dust, Tom.
that falls into the uh, abrasive yet at the same time very catchy. Uh, see, see, for me, it's like I I saw the cover for this, and I love the cover so much that I was like, oh, this has got to be like super interesting, and then it didn't grab me. <laughs> I, I I feel kind of bad about that. Say, but, don't get me wrong, I already like. What I hear so far, I like, but I definitely, this is one of the ones I want time with. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know, man. I get the feeling that even with, even if, if I were to want to spend time with this, I don't think it would grab me because this, this is not, this is not like my, I was going to say the choice of like brutal and dissonant, like when it comes to like brutal death metal, I'm like, I'm so particular with this shit that it's like, you know, man, chances are you're just, you're not going to grab me, but I, I do. I do understand why this album seems to have garnered the sort of audience that it has though. Sorry. Uh, I'm not trying yeah. to bring you down, Frankie. I no, no, you. no, you're good. I, uh, um, I, you know, like I, I, I did like it. I thought it was a little bit different in the way that you usually describe stuff that it's, um, riff structures and stuff that I don't see normally taken on uh, a vocal approach that hasn't been beaten to absolute death. Um, yeah, it was a little bit different. And I think that's, I think that's what spoke to me about this. Um, a band. I did, uh, I, I did appreciate the unusual structure though. That's, that's, I don't know, just like as a guitar player who is into weird song structures, I can't admit that I do appreciate that. Yeah. I mean, for a band named Discordia, uh, I feel yeah. like it kind of, it, it, it is what I wanted it to be in a way. Definitely slanted, uh, you know, uh, uh, not necessarily rhythmic all the time. Um, either way, get on over to discordiaband.bandcamp.com. Give that a peek. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It's, I think, I think it was just, the. I, I didn't, I didn't love the, the sort of dry, kind of trebly production i don't i don't super love that production style in general it's not it's not necessarily the fault of this album personally it's just like that is not a, a production style that i find particularly heavy or intense mm. but yeah man it's just like come on man I, d- I just you know i don't i don't want your album to sound as dry as the fucking sahara you know right Well, it was released also this year, April 29th. We got, we got one more for you. This looks fucking wild. <laughs> this is going to be Los Mapas del Miedo of Lobo Después del Lobo. Did my damn best there. It's a single. We're going to take a listen, Tom.
Okay. So while listening to that, yeah, that is uh, classic Mike right there. <laughs> I will say uh, that uh, that is the that is 1000% accurate to the tags. So, um, I mean, I don't even need to know. Especially Argentina. Yeah. <laughs> I also got it. Uh, like, I was digging that, but when it really started to kick for me was around a minute and a half. It, it consistently got more interesting. Uh, yes. The, the, the turns were really fucking bizarre. Um, also, it's very jarring to hear rolled R's in. Uh, <laughs> in the vocals in this style of music uh caught me a little off guard but um uh, yeah now I, I i like it i i need to hear some more of this they do have yeah. some more stuff actually up. oh sorry go ahead mike uh, they do have some more stuff up on their fan camp that you could uh listen around uh hey, what were you gonna say what, what i was gonna say was this like I am obviously not the target demo for this, but what actually took me by complete surprise was just that random moment uh, about like a minute or so in where just those weird, like, I don't know if they were keyboards, like what sounded like clean vocals, just breaking in. I was like, yeah. what the fuck? I was like, what the <laughs> fuck is this? Like that. <laughs> Cause like before that, it was just like, Oh, well this, well, this sounds like a lot of like math core and like kind of math, like math metal adjacent like metalcore like i've heard that i've heard this style before but when that came in i was just like what the fuck you were just yeah. you were sitting there and you're like oh oh it moved a little bit yeah it moved a little bit and then it went back to the song i'm like oh well i'm rem- i'm remembering that i'm not i'm not the demographic for this and i just felt like an asshole <laughs> well 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 bill said they are from argentina that was released March 18th. Um, and did I say the band camp yet? You can get no, on over think. to Los Mapas del Miedo.bandcamp.com. That's all phonetic. Do I need to spell that? No, you're fine. Yeah. All right. Yeah. All right. Frank. Yes. What the that fuck is, is this? It's amazing. That's what it is. Uh, So as usual, Tom, play that clip.
Well, that fucking rules. Frank, what the fuck was that? It was Great. awesome. Again, <laughs> like, uh, A, fucking absolutely delicious tone. And I don't care how overdone that super fuzzy tone is. God, it just it feels oh, so good when it hits the ears. Uh, yeah, when it when it's used right, it's fucking amazing. Um, no, I'm all about this. Um, also, like that's it's not like a, a one trick pony type of deal. Um, there's there's other tracks where they kind of they'll slow it down a bit. Also, uh, the final track on this, uh, the worm. Go ahead and check that out. It's a good six minute track, but like the way that song builds and whatnot, it's fucking fantastic. Uh, so that was the track Burger Babes from Outer Space from Rickshaw Billy's Burger Patrol. Uh, <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ. I know. That was a, uh, that came out October of 2020. And Man, it's a whole lot of fun. Specifically, that track to me is like, it's like, well, that's that's stoner rock vibes that you can two-step to. I'm all about that. Well, I mean, this band does describe themselves as doom wop in the tags, <laughs> which is like, I will, which I will admit, credit where credit is due is a first for me. I, I have never heard that term before. And if I'm being totally honest, I don't think I ever will again. I, yeah, I, uh, hmm. it it's one of those things. Uh, at least where where we're at in Jersey right now, it's it's getting warmer. It's that you know driving with the windows down, and this is a this is a perfect uh, album for that. Yeah, well, it was getting fucking warmer here, and now it's fucking pouring rain again. <clears throat> it's I, I don't know what to tell you. Can't tell me shit just sucks i want summer i'm sick of the fucking cold and the rain man it sucks it's the worst well if you uh want to hear more of that you can go into rickshaw billy's burger patrol.bandcamp.com and uh it's just a casual single for me this week wow i know Jeez. all right well, I got some stuff. Ooh. We got some stuff here. It's uh fuck it, let's just let's just roll with this one, Tom. Like a great to interrogate Sex workers, the first thing right 
Yep. <laughs> I mean, I, I can sort of relate to this because I do have a beautiful cat. It, but all cats are beautiful. That's true. Point point. I love it. I love yeah. it. Yeah. That, that was a, as soon as it started, I was just like, yeah, I'm down for this ride. Yeah. <laughs> I uh, I very much enjoy the the sort of uh, almost fucking Dead Kennedys approach. A uh, little bit, to, little bit to the uh, you know the sort of off the wall um, vocals that are <laughs> there's sometimes clearly too many syllables to fit in the line, so they just don't yeah. make it in. <laughs> uh, very very Jello esque, but um, yeah, it's just it's. It's a really fucking, uh, it's a really funky sort of punk rock sound. Uh, I really dig what they're doing. Um, if you didn't pick it up, that's that was the track All Cats Are Beautiful <laughs> by the band <laughs> Rodents out of the UK. Um, but yeah, all of their shit is, uh, it's just funky like this, man. It's, uh, it's real interesting. I, I highly recommend you go check them out. I think they have three, um, singles up on Bandcamp right now uh, and you can check that out at rodentsuk.bandcamp.com It does have a very sort of like kind of straight up traditional rock and roll feel to it which the Dead Kennedys also like oh, you know, people, for, much, people yeah. forget yeah people forget like the Dead Kennedys did a lot of that shit back, in, oh, yeah. back in the day God I mean they incorporated a lot of fucking surf rock into their sound That's true like and I mean it's it's like when people talk about it, it's like yeah man like it's like holiday in cambodia was fucking great that's like a great punk song i'm like yeah it's a great punk song but it's also very much like a surf song too. yeah i mean that yeah it, it's straight yeah. out of a fucking dick dale album you know i mean like just oh, fucking dick dale <laughs> like that name drop <laughs> i was i was gonna say like if you're gonna if you're gonna make a fucking surf rock drop like name drop that's the one to do mm-hmm. by the way if you don't know who dick dale is just not even gonna say anything. Just go look him up. Go look him up. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That. That is if you've been living under a fucking rock your whole life, you know. Yeah. Listen, there's there's always uh, there's always younger kids getting into shit who That's didn't true. have the the benefit of uh, parents who were into good shit helping them figure out where to go. So. That's true. That's uh, true. And I mean that shit's old enough at this point that like Jesus Christ, I I, I doubt my parents could even like they wouldn't even know who the fuck he was if I put him on, you know? <laughs> so like, ah, eh, is what it is. Um, we don't, One of yeah. the things I had to listen to growing up was bread. So bread, bread, what the fuck is bread trash? That's what it was. <laughs> <laughs> there was some good, what I listened to when growing up and there was some bad. Okay. Yeah. They were, uh, they were sort of a funk band if I remember correctly, weren't they? Uh, it I'm pretty was like sure it was some... all white guys. Oh, it was all white guys, <laughs> and it was like doing the like trying to kind of be rock, but it was still very soft, and it was okay. Uh, all right. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, Bread, yeah, yeah. Okay. Bread was an American soft rock band from Los Angeles, California. All okay. right. Yeah. 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 Well, there's uh, there's that. Okay. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> uh, dude, this looks so. This band looks so fucking stupid. Oh my god! <laughs> uh, I, I'm gonna assume Sam's talking about my uh, my next bring in here. 
No, this looks fucking cool. Oh, okay. Yeah. No, Uh, I was looking up. I looked up bread on Wikipedia. uh, I was like, this, like, this looks fucking dumb. (laughs) Imagine twelve-year-old Slayer listening me having to fucking listen to bread. That, uh, I'm sorry, we're too much time on that. (laughs) All right. Uh, Well, fuck it, Tom. In less than two minutes, I'm fucking sweating. <laughs> oh man, I like what you did here. Well, you know what? Unlike bread, this actually fucking rules. Ooh. So now that we're back with the loaf cast, uh, I would like to say first that I appreciate that you brought in a little bit of the new and the old. I appreciate a lot of British hardcore today. Uh, that's it. <laughs> okay. I'm very appreciative of it. <laughs> Uh, yeah. So, I mean, it's, uh, I I feel like that one kind of speaks for itself, but I do like, um, over the, over, especially over the second verse, um, if you pay attention to sort of the, the weird, almost new wave-ish, uh, sort of guitar riffs and, and, uh, tones, like it's, funky there's they're clearly pulling on some influences outside of hardcore while still doing something that is honestly uh, pure fucking hardcore at its core um too many cores in that but (laughs) uh no it's it's fucking great um that was the single gasoline by the band incisions out of uh manchester and uh highly recommend you get over to incisionsmcr.bandcamp.com and uh, give all of their shit a listen because that is uh, I Jesus Christ if that wasn't furious enough for you I don't know what is I I was going to say I'm uh, I'm pacing back and forth in my room right now (laughs) that is I'm all fired up yeah I mean on the on the cover of that single 
uh, the vocalist looks like the fucking popping vein meme kid. So <laughs> he does. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit! Yeah, but so much, so much cooler. Yes. Ooh. So uh, that. So where can we? Thing. I was gonna say, where can we find this? Oh, I thought I said it. Hold up, just a second. Oh, That's uh, Incisions MCR. Uh, fuck. Fucking, I hate the way Trello works now. Um, incision, <laughs> yeah, you yeah, incision, and in, incisionsmcr.bandcamp.com. Well, I got something today that I think is gonna, I think it's really gonna appeal to Phil. I think, I think Phil's really gonna love this. I think Frank and Michael like it too. But Phil, okay. I think it in particular, I, I think you will really get a kick out of this, Tom. Sammy, how'd you know? <laughs> I, I don't know, man. Maybe I just uh, maybe I just have an eye and an ear for these these things at this point. I mean, it, it's RoboCop themed punk. <laughs> what, I just, what, what more do you need? Yeah, yeah. I, you know, it, it's I'm torn. So, uh, and it's funny. I wasn't sure if maybe at some point somewhere this had gotten out or you like and this is a an odd little known fact about me i fucking hate robocop really i hate robocop really (laughs) do you really stupid i think it's fucking dumb i hate robocop as a character i hate the stupid fucking comic books i hate robocop (laughs) um so much so that a friend of mine will buy me any robocop shit that he finds and give it to me for my birthday (laughs) a true friend friend. exactly oh that being said i fucking love this out like this this band's amazing um (laughs) oh 
Can we? And I'm familiar with the references. Yes, I've seen RoboCop. Yes, I've watched it again in recent years. And yes, yeah. I still hate it. But so I can this, appreciate so this, the ridiculousness of it. So this this is your this is your sort of equivalent to when I admitted on the show that I thought The Shining was a dog shit fucking movie. Uh, exactly. Yeah. It, it sucks. That movie fucking blows all the dicks but, in the world. But <laughs> it's like, like, yeah. So this this is your equivalent to that. Sort of. He's but nobody's. Yeah, nobody start. Nobody started a like the Shining themed punk band, which I feel like should be done. Oh, it definitely should. Now, there's there's definitely shit out there. I'm sure someone has. Even fucking Jay Dilla had a fucking album called The Shining. Like there there has to be. Oh um, I bet that's better than the movie. <laughs> it's a great <laughs> album. I mean, if you're not familiar with Jay Dilla, you should definitely familiar familiarize he, yourself with Jay. I've Dilla. heard his I've heard his name thrown around a lot, but I've never actually heard his stuff. Greatest producer in the history of hip hop. Um, God but damn, that's, that's saying something. Yeah, but yeah. But, this is this is uh this is something that friend of the longtime uh, friend of mine and friend of the show Jake linked this to me the other day, and he's like, "Sam, you got to listen to this." I'm like, "What is it?" He's like, "It's RoboCop Punk." Like, what? He's like, "It's RoboCop Punk." Just listen to it. I'm glad he like, said well, it to you. Yeah, I was like, "Well, I like RoboCop. I own the Blu-ray. I enjoy that movie." So I'm like, "Okay, I'll." I'll go check it out. And then it turned out that I really, really fucking enjoyed it. I mean, this fucking rules, which is funny because if um, someone messaged me and said, check out this robo cop punk band, I'd tell them to get fucked. So <laughs> again, I'm glad it didn't come to me. So yeah, no shit. Fun little uh, trivia fact. Robocop is the first R rated movie that I was allowed to watch. Really? Mine was blazing saddles. Um, It was under the, like, like for whatever reason, I, me and my brother saw RoboCop, like the the VHS tape, and we're like, "Oh, we want to watch this. This looks like an awesome action movie." My dad's like, "I think there was just foul language in it." In which case, who cares? Yeah. Like, and then like me and my brother watching, like, well, there's a little bit more than foul language, but no we're not going to f- remind him. Yeah, no fucking shit. I mean, as <laughs> this song reminded us, he shot a dude's dick off. So. He did. He did shoot a guy's dick off in that movie. That is absolutely true. <laughs> <laughs> Which I mean, that rules. Don't get me wrong. But yeah, the, this is um the comical. This, can we talk the comical? Uh, him being blown apart. That even as a child, that I was like, "All right, this isn't fucking real." It's kind of funny. <laughs> well, like, yeah. Well, I mean, the, it's one of those movies like where the the gore is so like over the top. To the point where it almost becomes like silly and good natured, kind of like the movie Dead Alive. If anyone's ever yeah, seen that, uh, yeah. which That's like, yeah, like, like, yeah, like that movie. In- that movie is so insanely <clears throat> gory that at some point you're just like, okay, this is just silly. <laughs> Again, even even eight year old me was like, okay, you're like, this, this is, is dumb. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. So this is a this is a band called Murph out of <laughs> Minneapolis, Minnesota. <laughs> Murph, M-U-R-F. By the way, just like I'm not even going to describe it, but the cover to this album fucking rocks. I love it's, it. It's pretty funny. It's pretty fucking funny. If, to, to be fair, if if I recall correctly, one of the times that I saw Cognitive, God, I forget the the exact name. There was a Rob so and so involved, and they're like, 
they started their set off with Rob so-and-so made a mistake. <laughs> I had to correct that mistake. Oh. oh, by the way, I should probably mention this song is called, uh, the song we just heard anyway is called Your Move Creep. <laughs> and it's off their, their self-titled album, Murph. There's, I mean, there's the opening track to this is called I'd Buy That for a Dollar. Good. Yeah. It's rocks. This whole fucking album rocks. It's it's stupid. It's dumb, but it's it's just it's so much it's a silly fucking over the top punk rock record. That that's what more do you need? You can get over to murf.bandcamp.com, M-U-R-F.bandcamp.com. Look up the, the self-titled album Murph. So this has actually been around for a while. It came out in 2018. But yeah, thank you. Thank you, friend of the show, Jake, for sending me this Jizzcore record, which is how they describe themselves in the tags. Jizzcore. Well, I mean, like, I was going to say, which, which is the sillier tag, Jizzcore or Doomwop? Probably Doomwop. Yeah, I think yeah, Doomwop yeah. is probably sillier. What's funny, what odd enough, I I clicked on that tag and there's multiple bands. <laughs> Jizzcore? So, no, Doomwop. So what? Uh, who knows? So what you're Sandy, saying is you, that we need might to go hear, down that rabbit hole. <laughs> I might I might bring in all Doomwop one week. <laughs> I did once I mean, bring in nine bands named Come. So yes, I did. I remember that. <laughs> I've also searched bands just with bands that had bastard of their name. Oh, I remember that. <laughs> and I remember you told me you found like 25 million of them or something. And it's amazing. Every time it's amazing. Uh, all right. Because Dennis is a bastard man. Hmm. That'll bring us to a segment. Some might Some say the segment. Okay, if apparently it's the segment that gets interrupted by people yeah, that fuck don't you, say Frank. the correct phrase, fuck and that of you. course is brutal bruise. Fuck you. Oh, I, I enjoy the shenanigans. Oh my dude, I'm drunk. What do you want from me? <laughs> Listen, I had bourbon with dinner, so uh... oh, what the fuck do I care? You're drunk. Too. <laughs> All right. Um... So do I mean? What? Where do we go from here? Do we do we just do this thing? I think at this point, Tom has to play the clip. Go, Tom. Um.
Lord, yes. Woo. Yeah, you know, it's it's funny. I, I really like it's not they're they're not a band that makes it into uh into my rotation too frequently for no particular reason. Um but every time I'm like especially with uh doing this show, every time I'm reminded of them, I'm like, oh yeah, they're fucking ridiculous. Insane. Um <laughs> like so uh, that was uh, that album at this point is six years old came out in 2016 that was the tracked Ivory Tower from uh, Meshuggah and the release The Violent Sleep of Reason and my goodness uh, I've, I've brought in Meshuggah before for Brutal Bruise with Obzen and Chaos Fear but Man, this was one of those albums that, like, it took me a few listens, as most uh, Meshug releases do. And when it hit, it, goddamn, like, there's no one that really does what they do. Um, That's true. I mean, no one sounds quite like them. Uh, I, I think largely because it's very difficult. <laughs> <laughs> sound like um, them uh yeah to be one hell of a player um it's it's obviously insanely complex it's again even just as a listener like you can't listen to one of their albums and go oh okay that was that was cool no and you know what i uh what i do always fucking enjoy about them is it's still they still make something that i find enjoyable it like um you know, I think one of the uh, one of the common go tos for people trying to point out like fucking technicality is always fucking Dream Theater. Um, mm-hmm. Who are yes, they're all very impressive musicians. No, I don't want to listen to another second of them in no, for the rest go, of dude, my life. I'm with you. I could go the rest of my fucking life without hearing another Dream I'm, Theater but, song. Uh, and no worse for it. Yeah. No. Look, I'm I'm very impressed by their playing. I don't care. Um, whereas Meshuggah, you know, um, I'm sure there's people who fucking stop at a certain album or whatever it is that they do. Uh, you know, I'm not like a hardcore fan, but every fucking time I hear them, I'm like, oh, I enjoy this. And it's really fucking impressive. Um, <laughs> so. I, I like contradictions, collapse and destroy, erase and proof. <laughs> that's about it. That's fair. Yeah. That, again, like, that's fair. Like, I still feel like as, as time went on, like granted there, this album still has their, uh, especially in the first two tracks um, with uh, clockworks and uh, born in dissonance, more fast pace kind of really throwing you into it. But then after that, yeah, see for me, it's just like, I think Meshuga really were at their best when they were basically just playing like technical thrash metal. Like I, I, it's just like there was something about that. Those albums, those early couple albums to me are just like so aggressive and so violent and extreme, while still being like thought provoking. That I don't know, man. It's just like uh, it's just I've heard like Obzen, I've heard Coloss, I've heard all that stuff. It's like it just doesn't it doesn't hit the same way for me. It doesn't hit as hard, I guess. 
That's fair. So I, will, yeah. I will say this album compared to those two is uh, Obza and Colos were all very digital, very, uh, they recorded their parts separate. Um, this was one of the times where they were playing through amps, you know, not just uh, digital software. And it, I feel like you can hear it. It's more yeah. organic. It's, uh, yeah, see, like, I, I, it's just like when you hear those first couple albums, you can tell, like, oh, they were probably, they probably all just got into a room together and recorded this live. They just like bash this out. And it's just like, wow, holy shit. Which, like, I'm, I don't know, over time, this I've, album was. Yeah. Which, like, I've kind of gotten to the point where it's like, I think that to me, is really the way to capture the essence of a band. This is just yeah. like, don't, don't have them record their shit separately, get them all into a room and just say like, you know what? Pretend as if this is a rehearsal, just Funny. bash your fucking songs out, rage hey. through them. And like, when it's like, when you get done with them, you're like, Oh, this, this sounds like us. Um, Funny enough. That's uh, specifically what happened with this album is that they did a return to that. Um, and specifically, actually, on this track, Ivory Tower, you know, most things they record with a click track. And they didn't and the drummer, this one. And the drummer, he was sitting there, and he's like, he couldn't do it. Um, again, again, he just couldn't get into the groove of it. They ditched the click track, and that's how they were able to to actually get the song recorded. Well, it's like, I understand. I understand from a professional uh, perspective that, you know, sometimes click tracks can be a good thing, especially like if your band sometimes has a hard time playing together as a unit, I I understand what they're for. I understand why click tracks are relevant, but sometimes, man, it's like those little, those little imperfections, those little, little, yeah, those, those little, those little imperfections that result from not, always being totally totally and 100% dialed in sometimes those are the things that give an album like a, a sort of human quality a sort of relatable quality you're like oh there's yeah. a little mistake there but it doesn't but it doesn't distract from the record you're just like oh that's like there's a little bit of charm to that yeah i i can definitely i mean shit probably the the fucking probably one of my favorite fucking moments in a live performance ever uh was watching Sierra Farrell and her band uh they did like a they did like fucking half an hour where they all got in front of one old school mic and had to do the old school like you know whoever's lead right now needs to step forward to the mic uh like the the live recording thing and the the live performance aspect like the super minimalist uh I'm I'm very much with that I think it I think it's probably the best art but i can also understand uh yeah i can understand the click track thing but yeah it's, like, it's, I, like i said i i understand what click tracks are for yeah. i understand why they exist i understand why they're useful but sometimes it's like you know what kill the click track and just bash the fucking song out um, oh man i think click tracks are immediately a bad idea oh i don't man. like them I've, I've tried music. I'll yeah. just let me explain it this way. In yeah, digital yeah, yeah. music, we go through a lot of effort to make the music sound like it isn't like that because it isn't organic and it, it, it it's to me, it's a dead giveaway. Like if your stuff's processed and not um, worked on afterwards, like you can tell. And I, I don't like it. 
Well, it's like um, everyone I've ever known who's worked in audio production of any kind. Uh, whenever you, whenever I've asked any of them, like what, I was like, well, what's the best, what's the way to get the best possible sound in a studio setting? They've mm-hmm. always told me every single one of them has always told me the same thing. Get your shit dialed in the best you can beforehand. They're like that. It's like, that's what rehearsals are for. Right. It's like, it, just go in, get a couple of mics on your band. And like I said, just bash through your songs and it'll be like, that's what your band really sounds like. Yeah. Um, otherwise you end up being dragon force. Yeah, that, that band is silly. Uh, that band is very, very silly. Uh, we got off on a tangent. Yes. A whole tangent. Yes. I don't know. I, I live, I live for these tangents. Um, I, I agree that it's a, it's a fine tangent with what we're talking about, but like, this is honestly one of my favorite Meshuggah tracks. Um, and partly is because of, it's the feel of it. It's, mm. You listen to this track and you feel like you're just being drugged through the water. You're sinking the whole time listening to it. Um, it's the the riff itself is kind of played again and again. And as you hear it, there's different flourishes add to, added to it. And there's kind of slight imperfections as it's played. But as it's being played, again, you're just drugged further, deeper and deeper. And like god damn like it's i think that's the thing that sometimes gent misses out on yes yeah oh, I, mean, I mean gent misses out on being good you know, i'm saying it's like they nail the the technical aspect of it but they're not nailing feel they're not actually setting out to they're not nailing feel they're not nailing like being heavy well and that's it's like every t- every time i hear gent i'm like this is like this is the least heavy, least intense, like just most toothless shit. Imagine. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, agreed. Um, but no, I Frank, it's kind of nail on the head because uh, you know, and I think for good reason. Um, when the argument about that shit comes up, Meshuggah's name is always thrown out there. Um, the difference is like, so you take something complicated, right? Mm-hmm. Then let's look at Jen. They, they they found the formula to it, right? You don't have to understand all of what you're playing. You've never had to understand what you're playing. You just have to know how to emulate it. And that's what so much of Gent is and what sets fucking Mishuga apart, besides the fact that they existed fucking 15 years before the name Gent ever was spoken, mm-hmm. um, is the fact that they are, the, one, the progenitors of that shit, and two understand what they're doing and can do more with it whereas those fucking gent bands can't all they can do is fucking hope that they they can pick up something to make a formula out of from a mishuga i wish wish you guys were just a touch more familiar with um well all right you guys know the chariot like yeah yeah there's you know the what there's like uh the chariot what the fuck is the chariot it's a band it's a a band oh okay cool band yeah, right. um, I'll take your word for it. And also, the first album Norma Jean released without Josh Scugan, and also this band Build Heart. Like, there are examples of like the sense, sen- like sensibilities of Gent and like okay, um, abstract Vild, Vild, guitar playing. Vildyarta, I have heard of. I'm mm-hmm. 
vaguely familiar with them. They're like these are solid examples of what could have been. And unfortunately, what's always like thrust up to the surface is something like uh, like the band like Veil Veil of Maya or your more melodic washed up like super clean click tracking stuff. Yeah, uh, it's very think, very boring shit that a uh, I think, uh, I think an we were old talking, used to bring in. I think we were talking about Veil of Maya a week or so ago, and I vaguely remember mentioning that I really like the song Veil of Maya by uh <laughs> the, the band sucks the band the band is fucking awful but no veil of maya by cynic is a wonderful song everyone should go listen to it yeah no i uh, now but um mike you're absolutely right and that's something we've talked about with so many of these fucking genres uh is the the bands that come up that get it um and it, move forward versus the bands that just emulate the band that started it um you know it's funny you look at at meshuggah and like they they don't put out the same album not once no um yeah that you know what i will give them i will give them this even if i don't really like anything past destroy erase improve i will admit that like meshuggah have never stylistically stagnated they've they've consistently been willing to try new things even if i don't like any of those things you know again never rested on their laurels no no and again i am a credit where credit is due kind of guy so props to mashuga props to mashuga for never staying still at the very least also um anyone who has not seen mashuga live my fucking god Dude, it. if they if they ever go on a tour where they just play nothing but contradictions collapse, I Dude, am fucking there. Seriously? I will I will find a way to get to that. Um I I finally got to see them right after Violent Sleep of Reason came out. Oh really? And they opened up with clockworks and like instantly, and I say instantly, I hurt my neck. Like uh. <laughs> because like Oh, that's kind of that's kind of what happened when I saw um, Marauder at This Is Hardcore with you guys. Like, like threw my neck out just a little bit. It, God, that that fucking sound being a, they are obviously very much uh, uh, very particular when it comes to live sound and stuff like that. It sounds yeah. perfect. It's fucking hitting you like a goddamn Mack truck, and like it is a goddamn experience. Uh, now, uh, we've been going on a bit about this. Yeah. There's, there's a second part of this segment where we, uh, we pair beer. What? Yeah. What do you you pair with an album like this? Now, obviously with an album like this, it would be very easy to go to a very heavy, high alcohol stout that is also complex. And that's exactly what I did. Uh, sometimes it's exactly what you think it is. Yeah. Um, so to go with this, we've got Dogfish's uh, Worldwide Stout. Now, we don't have the normal Worldwide Stout. Oh, no, no, no. After all, we're pairing this with the sugar. We need to go all out. So it's the Utopia's Barrel-Aged Worldwide Stout. Mm-hmm. Um. For any of you who don't know, uh, Utopia's is a beer by Sam Adams that has been, if I recall correctly, they it's a blend that's been happening for 
years upon years that they yep. that they aged in barrels because they're have, goddamn beer lunatics. Have you ever tried it? I have not had Utopias. It, I've had so it's I've had Infinium. Um, so yeah, I I I, I wouldn't. Uh, so the thing about Utopia is it's like it's getting into like scotch prices. Uh, luckily, I had, a, I had a very well-off roommate who decided he was going to pick up a bottle, which is like a fucking it's like a gold embossed bottle with like it, yes. it's fucking crazy. Um, and it's some of the most insane shit I've ever tried in my life. Um, I've so the last time that I've even looked at the prices of Utopias was when I was first like really getting into craft beer. Yeah. And back then it was like around like 280 a bottle. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. Good um, friend of mine purchased that and walked through the door with it. <laughs> and said, Hey, you want to drink this? And I said, Yes, I do. So that was a dogfish head. I got some of the barrels that that held utopias and then they aged their worldwide stout in it mm. now the best way i can describe this a also it's boasting a 17.2 percent uh abv can i tell you how mad i am that we're not in studio for tonight Aww. yep do not worry good sir uh i plan on bringing you a bottle anyway you should oh, mail me one you beautiful bastard <laughs> mail me a, mail me a bottle of it frank because when i went to the liquor store it was the sole intent of was like i want i want a stout like we're doing with sugar like stout is a must um and you 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 just you walked right past that kbs and said oh no we're going heavier it's like it's like, it's like we need to go big as big as we possibly can. We need to go as complex as we possibly can. Like it needs to be the, it, it needs to go to the goddamn moon. And my God, does this beer deliver on that? Uh, it's weird. A lot of uh, even dogfish, they they say like, oh, there's ex uh, espresso notes and stuff like that. I was like, I don't so much pick up on the the coffee or espresso notes as much as. It's like, you know those chocolate-covered cherry candies? Yeah. yeah. It's like that. Like, that's the initial, like, the hit that you get. And it's like, oh, my God, we're getting that, like, that, that, that candy cherry hit. We're getting chocolate. And as it fades away, then the oak shows up. And then oh. kind of the vanilla and whatnot. And again, there's like a slight on the finish. There's a slight oak tannin to it, and you're like, uh, "God damn! Like this is a, this is fantastic. This is a whole experience." Fuck. <laughs> um, yeah. Well, so uh, and an interesting uh, point and in pairing here. Um, so I'm sure a lot of people have fucking thoughts about Sam Adams and their their more common beers. Um, you know what, man? If, if you're, you know what, man? I, I can, I dig Sam Adams. I do I, too. And I, I know, I know a lot of people be like, Sam Adams, like, bro, you know what? Fuck off. Okay. First off, their, their beers are way higher quality than they're priced. Uh, oh, even yeah. if you're talking about their common shit, but yep. uh, also, I, you know what? I will go not... out, I will go out on a, on a limb and say like, even just their, their plain Jane Boston lager is fucking solid. 
great. It was it's one of my favorite it, lagers. It was one of the first beers I ever actually drank. And I was, but, you know what? I, I just to this day, I have, I have a fondness. I have an affinity for Samuel Adams in general. I think they're well, a wonderful company. They're great, but uh, also don't sleep on them. So no, never. they were, they were the fucking, they were kind of the, they're kind of the reason that fucking craft beer exists. Really? Um, period. They, they were one of the, what they were one of the earliest um, and they fucking, they were, they made so much fucking headway that they kind of kicked the doors down for everyone that followed uh, yep. especially things like fucking stone and Allagash and all these yep. other names that all of us fucking craft beer lovers are fucking so head over heels with like um, Sam Adams did that and they continue to do that and they continue to collaborate with uh, with smaller innovative breweries like their, their, their collaborations are nuts. Uh, Utopia is fucking nuts. And of course, of course, they probably fucking they probably went to fucking uh dogfish head and said hey you want to do something with these utopia barrels and they're and dogfish heads yeah yeah absolutely yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> can you can you answer me a question real quick if you know this or not do they still make their porter because i remember really liking the samuel adams porter uh which one i i'm fairly certain they have quite a couple quite a few oh, god i don't i i think it was just called sam adams porter one one thing I will, uh, me and the Shotgun Saturday boys, uh, kind of get upset about Sam Adams is when they release their Holiday Twelve pack. Um, they now include like, I think like two or three Boston Loggers in that. Wow! No, and it's like, and it's like no, 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 no. Give me nix those i'll buy them anyway but give me more old fezzy wig yeah <laughs> yep um anyway yeah i i think a good point of comparison um you know this this beer was fucking aged it's... in utopia barrels and uh you know sam adams um kind of the founding fathers of this shit uh and you can absolutely say the same for Mishuga, whether you want to call what came after math rock or gent or what the fuck ever, um, I I'm I would put money down whether the influence is direct or not that you can trace it back and ninety nine point nine percent of those bands would not exist without Mishuga. I I still to this day remember the first time that I heard Mishuga, and again I was like twelve or thirteen. Um, my buddy's cousin, he was driving us around. He was 18 at the time and he threw it on. And at that point in time in my life, I was like, I'm not ready for this. I was listening to it and I was like, this is just too intense right now. Like, I don't know what's going on. I have no comprehension of this. And then it wasn't until years later that I revisited it and fully grew the appreciation for it. Um, and yeah, this, this beer is, is heavy. It is thick. It's strong. It's complex. And if you're going to listen to a Meshuggah album and listen to it and drink a beer, this, this is the beer to do it. Okay. So, uh, Frank, you want to 
you want to stop us from rambling and uh, let everyone know what pairing they should be doing right now? Oh, yes. Uh, you should go into the liquor store and find either a, uh, a single 12-ounce or some stores do sell the 12-pack of Utopia's Barrel-Aged Worldwide Stout by Dogfish Head. Throw in Meshuggah's The Violent Sleep of Reason and have yourself a good time. Also, fair warning, one 12-ounce bottle will cost you around $11. Damn. That's honestly really fair for um, for the ABV and for the fucking craft put into that i mean we we've yes. seen we've seen fucking uh we've seen Polaris. cans go for more than that yep so uh that's that's really fucking that's actually really reasonable uh, god i wish this came in a bat in a, a 22 ounce bomber oh jesus christ yeah that'd be the only thing you drank that night <laughs> <laughs> um fucking a frank well done uh and and, and i think it i think it really speaks to um i think it really speaks to mishuga's influence that we even end up on the tangents that we do every time they're brought up because you know um regardless of your thoughts on on different eras of their albums they've been so incredibly influential uh that you just you can't ignore their existence so fucking a yeah well we got uh we got something here we got one little something to kind of play us out a little bit in a way yeah uh, we should uh i was i was gonna i was gonna say we should talk about the, this hardcore lineup but we've already been rolling pretty long so maybe next week on that one <laughs> yeah that's um because if, if y'all haven't seen it the uh the, this is hardcore lineup is bonkers I put in the uh, the chat as in specifically the Saturday lineup is I, I Chef's Kiss Sunday though. Bro, every fucking night, including the Thursday pre-show. Did y'all see uh, that shit? H two O. I am. Uh, it's, I'm pretty sure like the less fucking actual fucking hardcore show I went to in Philly was H two O. Uh, so I'm really just mad that I'm like probably not going to be able to make this. Shit. <sighs> oh, I mean, it, it hit us all kind of last minute. Um, yeah, but don't worry about it. It seems like the world's returning to normal. Uh, I don't see any reason a year out we couldn't get you here. So 2023, sir, we'll uh, we'll have you at the next one. Fingers and dicks crossed. I, but uh. Mike, you posted this. Yes. Um, I like these guys. Um, They're fun. They released a new album that that they is undeath. And they released an album by the name of It's Time to Rise from the Grave. (laughs) Sounds fun. So we're going to listen to a bit of Rise from the Grave. Tom?
God, that roofing was so hot. I like it. Nothing wrong with a nice strong gallop. Yeah, right. you know, I, 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 it's and granted, I don't, um, I don't fucking keep up on death metal these days, so uh, I'm sure Sam's going to tell me I'm absolutely wrong, and that's probably true. Um, <laughs> no, I mean you're I, you're not you're not wrong to not keep up on it. There's there's not much coming out that's actually worth talking about. But I, I haven't heard uh, as much of that uh, of that sort of galloping riff uh, in recent years, and I. I kind of always love it and always yep. miss it. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's nice to hear, but you know, I'm, I'm sure I'd probably fucking hear it all the time if I actually followed death metal. So, <laughs> I mean, you know, they got a lot of praise for this album. And like Sammy said, uh, there's not much of shit going on right now. And I always, I always had, you know, I like Undeath for the most part. I like undergang tomb mold. That's kind of where it begins and ends with this whole, like, old school revival no i mean Um, well the the one thing i will i will kind of uh protest on is that undergang have been at this like much longer than any of those other bands have they're also like significantly better than undeath or two mold frankly um yeah i'll be honest like i heard lesions of a different kind i thought it was mediocre i didn't think it was worth talking about this is this is a this sounds like it's a slight step up. I didn't bother listening to the whole thing, but, and I mean, to be honest, I'm probably still not going to bother listening to the whole thing, but you know, it, it sounds like there's more effort than there was on lesions of a different kind. I'll give them that much. It's fair. Um, lesions of a different kind didn't hit me like their initial bring in. Yeah, it's not a great album. I didn't bring it. Yeah. I hear you. No, I mean, you know, it is slim pickings right now. I mean, uh, after I saw this post today, when I was looking at the Trello, uh, all I could think of was the fucking intro to uh, last podcast from the left. So, Uh, that's fair. Which (laughs) always makes me think of Altered Beast. (laughs) Uh, Did we tell people where they can get this if they want to check it out? Uh, Yeah. Uh, undeathupandcamp.com simple enough mm-hmm. alright well it's been a, it's been a rambling kind of an episode okay. um, <laughs> ain't nothing wrong with that that's true but I'm going to stop us before we continue down that route so uh, that'll about do it for us here at From the Pit Remind everyone you can get over to fthepit.com for all of your From the Pit needs, links to all the episodes, uh, fucking Facebook, Twitter, uh, Instagram. I think we have one of those still. Um, all that fun shit. Uh, and you can join the Discord, which you should absolutely do. That. That's better than all the other things. That That's, I mean, that's honestly the reason we do the show anymore. Uh, so join the Discord. It's fun. We bullshit. Uh, I drunk post and then uh, disappear. Um, yeah, so do that shit. Uh, if you're listening on fucking iTunes, uh, you know, rate and review, leave us five stars because eh, seriously, how fucking, how fucking, you know, sick do you have to be to fucking go out of your way to leave less than five stars on a podcast? Just don't fucking rate it at that point. Like, That's what the true. fuck? Who fucking? How bad has your day been that you're like? Um, I'm so angry. 
I had to go leave one star on this podcast and write a fucking warm piece length angry novel. Um, <laughs> just fucking five star, bro. Probably a retail worker. Yeah, I guess, but we're providing them something to something for catharsis. So, um, yeah, uh, fuck it. A I don't... Horizon fan, then probably a what? Bring me the horizon fan. Oh well, yeah. If, if if you know what, if you're a bring me the horizon fan, um, please leave us a one star and mention <laughs> in that review that you're a bring me the horizon fan. Um, so people, does, know, any, does anyone still actually like that band? Uh, when, was the, when was the last time yeah, you actually they took, heard? They took a massive shift into like pretty much alt rock. And yeah, don't they do like pop shit now? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that's. Uh, I, had a, I had a customer today. Uh, had to bring me the horizon shirt on and I was like, Ooh, I'm not I'm not engaged in conversation with this person. I, man, I, I thought fucking Avenged Sevenfold fans were bad, but no. No, they're just bring me the horizon. Um it's, it's so fucking weird, man. It's like I can't remember the last time anyone even talked about that band. I uh, I mean if they did, they were stupid. So, you know, it's it's perfectly fair to ignore them. Um yeah, I don't know. That's all I fucking got, Frank. <laughs> With that, good night, ladies. <laughs>